It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. Also, be sure to check us out wherever you get your podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Locked On Panthers. And make sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter because every single Friday, which tomorrow is Friday, I sit here and answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. So either at me or DM me at Julian Council to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers. And speaking of Locked On Panthers, this show... Today's episode is brought to you by Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer for Locked On listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.co forward slash locked on. That's bright.co forward slash locked on. I'm going to level with y'all today. I'm playing hurt. I somehow must have bit my tongue. And anyone who knows anytime you bite, bite your tongue, have some weird tongue issue, you feel like you're going to like be lisping when you speak. So I feel like that's going to happen to me today. So apologies in advance if I sound weird. Also, man, please let me know if you're one of the people who wakes up religiously at like 5 o'clock in the morning to go work out. I did that this past Wednesday and last Wednesday because I've been trying out some new gym, and now it's the best time to go. I had to get in early to record uh, the podcast that I produced for NASCAR on Wednesday mornings. And, dude, that's just not the lifestyle I'm trying to live. Like, I'm cool going to, like, 7 o'clock. If I can go at 9.30 or noon, like, I'm not an after work kind of workout kind of guy, and I'm sure you guys aren't really here to listen to my workout routine. But please, let me know if you're one of those sickos who wakes up at like 5 a.m. or 4 o'clock in the morning. Because this one gym I go to has a 5 a.m. class. So people are waking up at 4 o'clock to go work out in the morning. Like, good for you. Go better yourself. Because I'm certainly trying to do that. I've been lazy for way too long and have never been able to get on a routine schedule when it comes to working out and exercising. And it's caught up with me a little bit. Like, I'm not big. Like, I like weigh like 210 right now. But I've usually been like 190, 195. So we're trying to get back down and maybe like 200. Like, maybe add some, you know, some bulk to the frame. Here in the next couple weeks, so and not weeks, like we're trying to get there to a consistent routine. But let me know if you're one of those people who wake up early in the morning because I'm like here recording this at six thirty at night. I'm ready to pass out. Like that's how tired I am. But I'm gonna get this podcast going for y'all, and I appreciate everyone who listens to the show. And thank you for bearing with me on this Thursday. Okay, Matt Rule, your fearless leader, the Carolina Panthers, was speaking to the media on Wednesday as he has been doing pretty much on a daily basis during training camp and preseason, heading into the preseason finale against the Buffalo Bills, Charlotte's second favorite team. I've actually been invited 
um, by one of our listeners on the show to go over to Tavern on a Tracks prior to the game because the company he works with apparently is throwing a tailgate over there at Tavern on the Tracks. If you're familiar or not familiar with Tavern on the Tracks, it is the uh, Buffalo Bills Bar, one of several in Charlotte, North Carolina, located in South End, and they even have a Bills mural painted on the beautiful brick building here in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's been defaced by blue cheese and wing sauce and this disgusting bison. But apparently I've been invited to go do that, so I might go check that out on a Friday leading up to the game. Got to get home and watch the game so I can get that podcast out to y'all. Well, I'm expecting a lot of people who are Buffalo Bills fans to be at Bank of America Stadium in uptown Charlotte on Friday night. It's the cheapest way for them to watch their beloved Bills and a team that's going to be a Super Bowl contender. And honestly, as much as I hate to say it, I think Buffalo's probably going to win the Super Bowl this year. Of course, you know, if the Panthers don't make it to the Super Bowl to take them down, then Buffalo will win it. And it'll be a win for probably like 30% of our city. Either way, home game, Buffalo here in town. Panthers going to get an opportunity to see a lot of the starters. Matt Rule said that they plan to play Baker Mayfield and the starters into the second quarter if they can do that. It's also going to determine upon who is available. Typically, at least last year and the first year of the uh, three preseason games that we now have, this was a dress rehearsal game. The Panthers did not see the Steelers' first-team offense, and they will not see the majority of the Buffalo Bills starters either, including Josh Allen, which is disappointing because Buffalo has a really good offense. And to see how great the Panthers' defense was last year, they did play Buffalo. We do remember that game. It would have been nice to have gotten to see Buffalo offensively and even defensively because they've had a good D as well. That's why they're one of the favorites to win the the Super Bowl this upcoming season. It would have been nice for the Carolina Panthers ones to go against the Buffalo Bills ones, but that will not be the case as most of the starters will be out according to the head coaches up there in Buffalo, Sean McDermott, who is our old friend as he used to be the defensive coordinator here in Carolina under Ron Rivera. And that's not going to change the plan at all for Matt Rule. He talks about it's more about rhythm and communication, and that certainly is important knowing that it took until Monday for him to finally name Baker Mayfield the starter, and Baker's getting the majority of the reps. And typically how things go is the starter plays about 80% of the reps in practice with the ones, and then you get the backup in there for 20% because he's got to get ready. So Sam Darnold will be getting 20% of the reps throughout the rest of the season, but Baker is finally getting the vast majority of them like it should have been the entire time had Matt Rule decided to not do this ridiculous quarterback competition. And I guess Christian McCaffrey did speak to the media on Tuesday and talk about how he and him and Sam Darnold have become really good friends and how he appreciated that Sam had an opportunity to start um, to start for the team, even though Christian had to know deep down inside, like there's no way in hell that was going to happen. And the rest of the team doesn't want to see that happen either. If they're really being honest with themselves, looking in the mirror, like gun to the head, which we're not really doing, but still Sam Darnold was not going to be the starter week one against Cleveland or at any point this season, as long as Baker Mayfield is healthy. And I don't see Baker playing poorly to a point where, yeah, Sam Darnold, that's the guy we want to put out there. So Baker getting opportunity to play with that first-team offensive line, which Matt Rule came out and said, that's these are the guys we're going to have. It's going to be Icky Aquanu, left tackle, Brady Christensen, left guard, center, Pat Elfline, mainly due to the injury to Bradley Bozeman, who is kind of coming back a little bit quicker than some people would have thought, then right guard Austin Corbett, and right tackle Taylor Moten. So good to get the communication down with the offensive line. We'll see whether Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, and some of those guys are able to play after having some soft tissue issues the last week or two. DJ Moore should be out there. Shai Smith, who has had a really good camp, and someone actually I want to talk about here shortly. Um, Let's see what he could do also on Friday night. It will be great to finally get to see some extended action, as much as extended action as you can expect to see 
in the preseason out of Baker Mayfield and the first team unit. And then with the Panthers defensive unit, you saw what the twos did last week against the Patriots ones. Like they were beating them up until Keith Taylor decides not to defend the pass to Nelson Aguilar and that gets him all the way down the field. That was a really good performance by the second team unit. That was not great the week prior against Washington. Although a lot of those second team guys that were out there on Friday were a part of the starting unit on the previous Saturday against Washington with a decent amount of starters for the Carolina Panthers not out there and available in that preseason opener. So Friday night, I think 7 o'clock, doesn't really matter. Go check it out if you're in town. It would, it would be great to get more Panther fans in there because it's going to be overwhelmed with Buffalo Bills fans. But great opportunity to finally get to see Baker Mayfield as Carolina Panthers continue to count down to the ultimate revenge game week one in that same stadium in Uptown Charlotte against the Cleveland Browns. So we'll get into more of that, of course, as we get here in the next couple of days. Um, but let's take a quick pause. And on the other side, Shy Smith. Feel like this man's going to make the roster. Matt Rule's been saying a lot of good things about Shy. We heard from Shy on Wednesday. And I'm looking at the wide receiver core. I'm looking at six guys. And right now, Shy Smith is in that six. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Here's a lesson. You don't want to be that guy, and you certainly don't want it to splatter all over the internet. The guys at Bright Kill Jewelry Insurance will make sure you get a replacement for the full value of that ring. No matter if it's lost, stolen, or you just can't figure it out what happened to it, go to bright.co forward slash locked on. It's the fastest, easiest, and cheapest way to cover your ass with the best jewelry insurance in the business. These guys at Bright Co. are geniuses, and I just don't throw that word out there. They have made buying insurance for your engagement ring, your watch, or whatever so friggin' easy you can't get covered in two minutes on your cell phone, you won't find a better deal on great coverage that's super affordable. Bright.co forward slash locked on. We all hate insurance, right? These guys at Brightco turn the whole experience around, so it's probably the easiest thing you can do for yourself this week. No excuses, man, or lady, but really, man, I guess, in this situation since they talk about engagement ring, but whatever. Uh, for five bucks a month, you can get a totally comprehensive coverage, and it won't take you more than two minutes on your cell phone check it out bright.co forward slash locked on you have to see this video brightco has a bunch of these hilarious videos that you can't see for yourself at brightco.com forward slash locked on if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Before doing that ad read, I went and dipped my tongue into some Listerine for a couple minutes to try and numb it. So uh, I think we should be good to go here for at least the next five minutes before I go back to maybe talking. I, I think I've been pretty good so far. But either way, super annoying uh, anytime you bite the tip of your tongue and have to deal with that kind of injury. Like, it is debilitating for me and for a lot of folks out there in this great world of ours. But what was I going to talk about? I was going to talk about Shy Smith. Man, Shy has looked really good. And I'm not to the point where 
there's no way this dude can't make the roster. Like, look at everything that's gone on with the wide receiver core. Like, DJ's been healthy, but Robbie's barely been healthy. Terrace Marshall, where is he? He was there speaking to the media on Wednesday. He talks about, hey, it's not a new injury. It's just a, more injuries just popping up. Okay, that's been the case since you got here. And I'm not off Terrace Marshall. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, I still think the dude can ball. I'm excited to see when he gets the opportunity to ball. Now it's going to be up to his health and whether his body allows him to. And, God, fingers crossed that does happen here eventually. But, damn, dude, like, I need you out there on the field. We need to make plays. The team is only as good as their third wide receiver. And I think there's a lot of good wide receivers on this roster, which is why – I came into camp thinking, Shai Smith, probably not going to make the roster. And Shai Smith's the dude from South Carolina talk about his dad being a Panthers fan and how he went to Spartanburg, the Watford College for training camp, had a picture of Cam Newton. So we can all relate to that, having gone down there ourselves, if we're from the Carolinas, from Charlotte, wherever we are from, and been down to Watford College. Like, that's a cool, unique experience. And that's the thing about it, too. Like, we look at Icky, like, hometown kind of guy. Shai Smith, in a way, for I'm sure a lot of you who listen to the show or watch the show, um, yeah, he's a hometown guy. He's, he has shared the experiences that we have shared as well, but we haven't gone been an NFL player. Maybe if you're listening, maybe you have been. But either way, I came in the year not thinking that Shai Smith was going to be on this roster. I looked at it as DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall. Those are the top three. Then I thought Rashard Higgins would find a way in the roster. Then Andre Roberts, they brought him in here to be a punt returner. And then I thought Brandon Zilstra because of his uh, special teams prowess. I mean, he's like the backup kicker, probably now third string kicker, now that Johnny Hecker is here. But Zilstra has shown the last two, I think maybe even three years. I can't remember whether he was a Rivera holdover or not, but he's shown that he can be a valuable asset to this team and actually was like the third best wide receiver a year ago. But does he have the amount of talent of Shai Smith? Of course not. The Carolina Panthers invested a fifth-round pick in 2021 into Shai Smith. He was one of the lone good things about the South Carolina Gamecocks during that pandemic 2020 season when Will Muschamp eventually lost his job. Like, that offense was brutal. But they had him. They had Kevin Harris, the running back, and that was it. And I fell in love with Shai Smith. I have a bunch of friends here in Charlotte. Unfortunately, it's just been one of the worst things that's ever happened to me um, because I hate South Carolina. And please don't stop listening to the show if you're a South Carolina Gamecock. My girlfriend's one of them, so I'm stuck with it. But um, all my friends from high school basically got, went down to South Carolina. And I remember watching like all the South Carolina games with them that fall during 2020 and just laughing at just the misery of what South Carolina football was then. And I think Shane Beamer's got them on a good track. They got the last laugh when I went to the watch the Belk Bowl or the Mail Bowl with them um, back in December. So, yeah, I'm still kind of sore about that. Either way, Shai Smith was really good that year, and I fell in love with the player he could be. When the Carolina Panthers took him, I was excited about that. Because at that time, I mean, Robbie had yet to sign the extension. I was going into the 2021 season thinking, okay, this might be the last year of Robbie. Right before the season, of course, he gets extended and seemed to be, probably was a bad decision. We'll see if he can bounce back this upcoming year. He's going to be on the roster probably again next year just based off of the money that they pushed back to the future because of the restructured deal to try and open up some cap space for this uh, past offseason. Um, that's what general manager Scott Fitterer did. But you looked at DJ and you didn't know whether Robbie was going to stick around Adding Terrace and Shy was important. And the idea was maybe one day Terrace could be the number two. And then after that, could Shy Smith ascend to be the number three? Well, up until the last couple weeks, I didn't think that was going to be even a, a topic of discussion. Because the only thing we had heard about Shy Smith this offseason was the gun and drug charges that he was dealing with this past summer down at home in Union County in South Carolina. But the dude has been awesome from all accounts. Matt Rule said it. 
all the media members out there who have been boots on the ground at training camp, whether it's been in Spartanburg or it's been in Charlotte on Cedar Street or up in Foxborough, all they've had to say is positive things about Shy. And the only time I really got to lay my eyes on him was, well, the first time was against Washington and to see the connection that he had with Baker Mayfield. And I wonder if that's a lot to play do because it has a lot to do with Baker having been with the twos as many times. That Shy is probably the best option he had with the second unit. Him, I guess, and Rashard Higgins, who he already has a good connection with from their time spent in Cleveland. Shai Smith is a player, man. And I was wondering, when you look at the wide receiver core, this is back before Matt Corral went down with the foot injuries. He's now going to have surgery, and that could mean he could be out for maybe a year as far as like 12 months. Like, that's not a good situation there for Matt Corral. Um, but when I looked at that situation, I was like, all right, this might open a door for the Panthers to maybe keep seven wide receivers. Like, maybe Brandon Zilstra has an opportunity. But Shai Smith, got to be on this roster at this point in time. And I love that. You use a draft pick on a player. They were injured last season, but they're taking advantage of other players who are not available. And even when those guys are available, they're still balling out. And Matt Rule said, like, Shai Smith, this guy's not even on the roster bubble, folks. He didn't say that. But when he said he's competing for a starting job, that tells you. Shai Smith is going to be a part of the initial 53-man roster next Tuesday here in Carolina. We'll see what happens after that. But Shai Smith will be a Carolina Panthers upcoming season. So now when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at DJ, Robbie, Terrace and I wonder too if Shy is competing for a starting job does that mean like Terrace Marshall's moved down to depth chart so I would have looked at Hollywood Higgins as maybe the, the third wide receiver behind Robbie and DJ is that Shy Smith I mean where's Terrace even at in his depth chart he's gonna make the roster don't worry about that don't get it twisted I'm just wondering like where does he rank and stack up as far as wide receiver depth chart but as I'm looking at it again DJ Robbie Terrace Rashard Higgins, Hollywood Higgins, whatever you want to call him, Andre Roberts, just to return kicks. And I, I kind of hate it. It's like, he's up, if it helps, it helps. And that's been a major issue. And I'm sure it had a lot to do with Chris Tabor and the Panthers being dedicated to fixing, fixing special teams, which is one of the reasons I, why I think they can be a 10-win team this upcoming season. Now, can, why I think they're going to be a 10-win team, uh, team this upcoming season because of the special team's growth. But still, like when you have a player like Shy who's learning from Roberts – and has had moments where the guy looks like he can return kicks. Like if he goes out there on Friday night and he makes some splash plays in the return game, I do wonder, like, is Andre Roberts someone that you want to keep around? Like, he's really there to return kicks, and that's great, but he does not add what Chai Smith adds to this roster as far as being a pure pass catcher, along with being a returner, and Chai gives you that. So when I look at it, it's DJ, Robbie, Terrace, Rashard Higgins, Andre Roberts and Shai Smith with Brandon Zilstra looking on the outside in and possibly would be a practice squad guy. I think C.J. Saunders is another player who will be a practice squad guy. And I, I do, I do question. And we're going to go over it probably on Monday, like Thursday or Friday night. I'm going to get y'all the reaction to the third preseason game against Buffalo. And I'll take you through the rest of the weekend. And on Monday, probably midday, I'm going to go through a whole roster breakdown so I can get that like as far as who I think is going to make the 53, and I'll get that out to you early on Monday afternoon so that can carry you throughout Tuesday in and after the break, the cutdowns, and I'll go on to do the podcast. So the schedule might be a little bit weird next week. That's just kind of how it's going to be until we finally get to, I guess, past next week where things will be a lot normal heading into week one. But um, 
Yeah, so that's what I'm looking at. Like, Brandon's Illustrated, if they keep seven, he can make the roster. But right now, those are my six, and I'm excited to see Shy Smith this upcoming season and see what he can do, if he can build upon what he's done so far in training camp and throughout the preseason. Um, one guy who is back and healthy and hope can build upon getting that comfort in his knee is a Shaq Thompson. And Shaq Thompson had something to say about another player who's on the roster bubble and saying that they should be on the team. So we'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Okay, so I think the Listerine's starting to wear off, so i got to get out of here as soon as possible, and I can uh, go lay in bed and cry. Um, kidding, of course. All right, so Shaq Thompson started off training camp on the PUP list, which means uh, physically unable to perform. Might have heard it uh, referred to as the PUP list, and we all love PUPs, but not if the players are on those lists in the NFL. But Shaq Thompson came off the PUP list on Monday. He was out of practice the last couple days, and on Wednesday, I believe for the first time, Spoke to the media as, yeah, he's injured, so he's not going to speak to the media, but spoke to the media and uh, took us inside. Well, he was going through last year, said he played through a lot of pain and had some bone on bone knee issues. So it required a little procedure, as he called it, this past offseason. And now he's just trying to work to get his breath back and get back into condition, shape, and re be ready to go week one. And he was asked by Scott Fowler, columnist of the Charlotte Observer, saying, that if he could play 60, 70 snaps week one against Cleveland, when I imagine it's going to be a very hot afternoon there, as it always is in September here in, in North Carolina, um, if he could play that. He's like, I, I don't know. I got to get there first, see if I can. But Shaq Thompson will be out there. And it makes what Shaq did last season when he was healthy, because he had the foot issue that was a major concern after the Dallas game. And that was back-to-back -back weeks the Panthers lost a key defensive player to a foot injury. And he missed some time, I think went on IR for a period of time as well. When he came back – wasn't the same Shaq. And now it's good to know that, hey, his bones are rubbing up against each other in his knee. And that's not necessarily uh, what anyone wants to deal with, whether you're a professional athlete or just, you know, your average day-to-day -day citizen. Like, that's not good stuff out there, man. Um, so it makes it all more impressive. And these guys, like, we call them gladiators. I, I, some, I don't know how much I love that thought. But, um, I mean, these guys go out there, put their bodies on the line, play hard as hell, and they're tough as hell as, as well. And Shaq certainly showed that a year ago. And if he can stay healthy, and he's, they're going to have nicks. They're going to be they're going to be bruised. They're going to have the pains. They're going to have to play through it. And that's, that's an NFL season. I think that's kind of what Matt Rule was saying about Terrace Mars. was like, dude, to get through a 17-game season, it's only going to get harder as the NFL owners want nothing but money and more games and don't care about the bodies of the men playing this sport, it's not going to be easy. It's only getting harder to stay healthy week in and week out. And you're never going to be 100%. You've got to be able to play less than 100%. You've got to play at 80% if necessary to try and help your team win games because they need you out there. And I, the Panthers need Shaq out there. We'll see what Damian Wilson can provide. He's someone that I'll be interested to see a lot of um, on Friday night considering we haven't really seen much of him at all in the preseason so far, and Corey Littleton as well, Shaq's home, hometown friend from Sacramento. But they're going to need Shaq to be healthy because that linebacker core, 
as much as I've loved Brandon Smith so far, he's probably not going to get a ton of reps. You would like to see him maybe get um, a couple during a game, maybe be a big player on special teams. Not maybe, definitely needs to be a big player on special teams uh, this upcoming season. Shaq Thompson is still, without a doubt, the leader of that defense in the middle. He's going to be calling the plays from that. I'm, I'm sure he's going to have the, micro, the, head, the headset in his um, helmet again this upcoming season. Like they're going to need Shaq out there in the middle. And you saw how much relied him, uh, relied upon him last year. My hope is, though, that the new um, imports there at linebacker can help take off the pressure um, from, from um, Shaq Thompson. So he says he's feeling good. He's been running on the side, and he's gotten a few reps this week. And Matt Rule, they're trying to limit him. But Shaq, according to Matt Rule, probably went out there and stole a few. Now, can one player steal a job? Tay Hayes. App State guy knows there's got to be plenty of y'all who are App State fans out there. We're going to be sworn enemies here in a couple of days when the Tar Heels go up to the mountain for the first time in history. But right now, we're still we're still friends. I remember there's one guy who's a Duke fan. He's like, hey, Duke fans are Panther fans too. Stop being mean to Duke. It's like, how'd that work out for you, buddy? <laughs> um, either way, Tay Hayes really stood out on Friday night on the road against New England with the pick six off of Bailey Zappi. And looking at the injuries in the cornerback room, like Rashard Melvin, retired. J.C. Horn was on PUP immediately, and he's back, and he's ready to go. And hopefully see a little bit of him on Friday night, which I think we will. Uh, you also have Duke Dawson, who was signed to replace Rashawn Melvin, was put on IR the other day. Like, they have had issues after issues as far as injuries there. Keith Taylor's been out. So, Tay Hayes is one of the players who signed just so they could practice. And he's taken full advantage of it like you would hope someone who wants to make the NFL will do. And he's one of the players, I think he was from, like, the XFL. And they played, like, all their, se- their the entire season down in Birmingham. And that's the benefit of the spring leagues. Like, you will never catch me watching that because I have no interest in watching football in the spring um, unless it's, like, a repeat of a college football game. Like, I'm not watching these dudes play in the AAF or XFL or whatever, USFL, whatever the hell it is. I'm not watching it. But it's why it's important that they have a developmental league. And it would be in the league's interest to allow, uh, to fund some of it, to allow some of these guys to develop into future NFL players. And Tay Hayes is someone, I think is more the USFL, not the XFL that was down in Birmingham, whatever. But Tay Hayes is one of those players that has benefited from that. And good on him, man, to come in here and to play as well as he has played so far. And Shaq Thompson was vouching for him, saying he's not one of those big guys, but he's got a big heart and he loves football, and he's a guy we think we can count on. And that should carry a lot of weight here in Carolina. I'm not saying that players should have really any decision in personnel. Like, if you have a franchise quarterback and you're getting a new um, like coordinator who's going to work with them, then, yeah, maybe have them part of the conversation. We've seen how that's played out with guys like Aaron Rodgers. I think that was one of the things that Deshaun Watson was upset about in Houston. Like, it's important to keep them in the know of what's going to happen, not necessarily tell them, like, hey, like, should we keep this guy or not? Like, that's not their job. Their job is to play, but they show the leadership and their valuable assets to the organization. I think it's for, probably in the pe- coaches and the general manager's best interest to, you know, keep those star players in the know of how they want to operate and maneuver the roster. Because those are the guys that you're putting on the roster. They're going to have to be there on the field with them in battle week in and week out. And you damn sure hope that one of your captains and Jack Thompson is going to trust in the guys playing in front of them, playing next to them, and playing behind them, and even the guys playing on the other side of the ball and on special teams. When he goes out there and when he's asked about players that stood out and he says Tay Hayes, and he's been sitting out there watching because he has not been on the practice field playing at least he's been watching 
He's been coaching. And for him to go out there and say, Tay Hayes is someone that I hope makes the roster. He understands it's a cutthroat business, but he's someone we can count on. That should tell Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer, really, who should be running the, the job now, who should be running things as far as, oh, who should make the roster. And I hope Rule still doesn't have the final cut down with the 53-man roster like was in his contract. We need to get rid of that. Um, that should carry a lot of weight for them. And I'm down with Tay Hayes being on this roster. I still wonder, because I already I talked about pre, just, just a minute ago, do they carry seven wide receivers? Does Brandon Zilcher make this roster? I'm going to say no. I think they stay at six. But now that they're only going to have two quarterbacks in Sam and in Baker, unless they just want to do the dumbest thing and keep P.J., I guess it's a good quarterback situation to have three guys that you know can start and have started in the NFL and have won games in the NFL – but that's not the need here on the Panthers roster this upcoming season. To add more depth in the secondary, I don't know if it's necessarily a need, but it would be a great luxury to have. And you saw how many dudes fell who dropped like flies a year ago. Go out there and do it. Like JC, Dante, CJ, and Keith Taylor, I feel confident saying that those four guys are going to be on the roster in the cornerback room. At safety, I feel confident Jeremy Chen's not going to get cut. Just saying. I think I think he's going to make the roster, guys. Xavier Woods as well. Justin Burris. Sean Chandler. I feel good about those eight. They kept nine last year. Could they possibly keep ten? Miles Hartsfield's been the name I brought up, and I've wondered. He's been a starter. He's been a good player after being a UDFA coming out of Ole Miss in 2020. And I just – I've wondered – would he still make the roster? He started at safety on Friday night. He can play nickel. They have C.J. Henderson slotted as a starting – well, he's not going to be a starting nickel, but they have him as a third corner and J.C. Horn when all three of those guys are healthy would play in the slot in the nickel package. Um, either way, though, like that's something that Hartsfield can do. And the staff seems to like Hartsfield. I don't think they're trying to replace the guy, but they did want to add competition. And if Hartsfield ends up being a casualty because Tay Hayes got out there and made a ton of plays – and so be it. I mean, hell, if Keith Taylor, who's been injured if, and didn't make a competitive play on the ball last Friday night, if he ends up not ke- keeping his job because Tay Hayes came out there and performed and made plays like he did on Friday night, then so be it. That's what you want. It's the NFL, man. It's not for long. The whole cliche. We know what this is. At least we should understand at this point in time, anyone who listens to the show and pays attention to the league and understands that this is a business. It might be sports, but this is a business. Billion dollars on the line. So uh, if they keep 10 would be great to get Hartsfield and Hayes. Man, I, I'm looking here. I'm, I'm listening to Shaq. That's got to mean something. So, Tay Hayes, go out there and prove it too, man. Don't don't go out there and don't follow it up last week. You're only going to get so many snaps on Friday night. You have one of the team captains out there telling them that I can count on you. Go show it. And I'm sure a bunch of App State fans will be running to the team store to go get their Tay Hayes jerseys. And good for them. Because anytime an App State guy gets to the NFL, especially plays here, well, I guess let's not, let's not get into the Armani uh, Edwards stuff. But uh, either way, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Make sure, guys, again, to listen and watch the show from uh, every Monday through Friday, either on uh, YouTube Rate, review, subscribe, which you can't really do on YouTube. I guess you can. Go do that. And also check us out wherever you get your podcast. And tomorrow's Friday, so go ahead. Do it now. Don't wait. Do not delay. Get them in by probably 4 o'clock on Thursday. Um, your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. First, click the follow button. How dare you DM me and not follow people out there? I don't think really anyone does that. But if you've done it, shame on you. 
Fool me once, fool me twice. Can't, can't get fooled again. Either way, that's going to wrap up this edition, and I will talk to you all on Friday. Keep pounding. Yada, yada, yada. Goodbye. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.